Listening to Left of the Dial. I'm your host, Kitsy, and with me, as always, is the unpredictable Caleb Coy. Hi, hello. Hello, how are you? <laughs> Do I keep you guessing? Always, every time. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks. I had no idea you would say that. <laughs> that feels like sarcasm. It may have been. It might have been. But that's okay. Was that a predictable reaction? Possibly. Who, I, I lost track. Who can tell anymore? <laughs> Where even am I? What are we doing? Uh, what we're doing, I'll tell you what we're doing. We're recording uh, that podcast that we do, Left of the Dial, uh, oh. where we talk about music. Oh, we're making a podcast. We're making a podcast, yeah. And you picked a record this week going with our theme of picking things we wouldn't normally pick. And you picked a doozy. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely uh, went with something I wouldn't normally pick. So what we just heard coming in uh, was the track called Simmer, uh, which is the first song on Haley Williams' two, uh, 2020 solo release, Pedals for Armor. And uh, I'll, I'll get right out of the way by saying stylistically, this is very much in my lane, uh, as mm-hmm. I, I hope to uh, reveal more this year. I uh, just kind of open myself up and let people know that, like, this is the kind of stuff that I do secretly jam to, uh, <laughs> that it's, it's not all Jimmy Eat World and Gin Blossoms over here. Um, now, that said, I was never really a fan of Paramore. Uh, neither was I. Now, that's not to say that they were bad by any means. Um, and I think, uh, I think anyone who says that they didn't jam to Misery Business is lying. Oh, yeah. Um, but I've, I've always appreciated uh, Haley's voice. Uh, her melodies, her, the strength of her vocals. Uh, and like there's the raw talent there. I just never got really that into the band or their songs. Uh, you know, some some jams here and there, uh, as I mentioned, but you know, just was never that that into it. So when the early releases of the Pedals for Armor songs started trickling out in like late 2019, there were some some acoustic releases that that came out uh, that led to this. Uh, I ignored them completely. Like there was a, like people announced it, people were making a big deal. Oh my God, Haley Williams did some solo stuff. I'm like, cool, pass. Uh, and that was actually, I think probably, well, I know that this record was being recorded just as we were beginning our first few episodes to release for this podcast. So they were recording okay. in like December and January of 2019 to 2020. Uh, and so I think the original releases were kind of like just before that, like maybe in the, the couple months before. Uh, so, I mean, my focus was definitely elsewhere at the time. But uh, yeah, completely ignored it, completely missed it. And then uh, in thinking through this idea of like, you know, stepping outside of conversation, stepping outside of uh, what we usually present in, uh, in this podcast, um, I was just doing some some wandering, as I'm wanted to do sometimes in uh, in Spotify, uh, trying to get out of that rut of like, well, I'm just like this is what I listened to last, so this is what I'm going to listen to again, uh, sort of thing. And I saw this uh, this release by her, and I was like, well, she released some stuff a couple of years ago, right? You know, this is my brain thinking mm-hmm, through. Mm-hmm. 
And I was like, well, maybe, maybe I'll check this out. Um, and the first thing that uh, my eyes were drawn to, and I don't know if any other platform does this. I know that on mobile, uh, even Spotify doesn't, but on the desktop, if you look at this record on Spotify, it's broken up into discs one, two, and three. And like they're mm. like five song EPs each. Apple Music uh, does the same thing. And I was wondering what that was about. And I saw a reference to these songs being released in batches. So that's the, that's the only thing that I can think of is that maybe how they were released. Uh, but I can't find any direct confirmation. And, you know, we've seen this before. Like, you know, the, the acceptance record that we covered last year comes to mind where they released, you know, a song at a time until they had like four songs and then they released that as an EP and then they released another song and re-released the EP with that song and a different name and then eventually did the, the whole record. And so we've seen a bunch of that, but I feel like this is the first time that I've seen it presented as like, these are three separate releases, but together they make up one album. Okay. And so that, that like my, my eyes were drawn to that and I was like, this is interesting. I'm going to listen uh, and so the first track on the record, the song that we just heard, called Simmer. And it's this really, like, subtle, like, syncopated rhythm, um, kind of high intensity, but, like, low low energy okay. is not really the, the word that I want. But, like, I feel like that's the, the closest I'm going to come right now to describing it. Uh, and it just, it drew me in right away. And I'm like, this this is not what I would expect from Haley Williams. And uh, throughout the rest of the record, um, that first impression holds up. This is, uh, this, this is the perfect example, I think, of uh, an artist showing their maturity uh, as they grow and like, adapting to different songwriting styles and uh, stepping out of their comfort zone and trying new things, uh, and it just absolutely working. Um, and I think when I... Uh, when I shared this with you and said that I wanted to pick this for, for this week. I said that this takes all of my chill pop vibes, uh, all uh, chill pop boxes. Okay. Uh, and th- this record does, I mean, it, it runs the spectrum from this kind of like dark, quietly intense syncopated thing to some like just soaring big pop songs to some R and B influence. And it's, it's really fascinating to hear that from someone that you're used to hearing, seeing fronting ostensibly like, an emo pop punk band. And as I was doing some reading, I couldn't find a lot about this record, but I did find a, a, one really good, uh, surprisingly, New York Times article oh. uh, about it. I actually found two New York Times articles, but one was paywall- paywalled, so uh, I didn't get to read that. <laughs> but the one that wasn't, I'll share in the, the show notes, and uh, there's probably a couple times that I'll reference it, but um, they talk about how Haley had apparently committed to never releasing a solo record, was always all in on doing the, the whole band thing, mm-hmm. um, which uh, one thing I didn't know was that Paramore was signed uh, with just Haley on the, the contract and oh. apparently has been a, a rotating cast of characters throughout the years, which I'd kind of picked up on, but again, wasn't, wasn't really a fan, didn't follow, so I didn't know the story of like who had come and gone. I just like, I would see live footage. And I'm like, that's not the same guys. Yeah, I didn't know that either, actually. That's, uh, that's interesting. And so, like, it was, it, it's interesting to, to see that, like, you know, she had committed to, to that, and then, you know, life happens, things change, you grow, you, you go through experiences, and uh, she even says in the interview, like, 
for what it's worth, I believed myself when I said that I wouldn't do this. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but, but here we are. Um, and I think that that's a, a good chance to, to segue into uh, the, the next track that I want to talk about because there's some, some themes on this record that, that she addresses. Uh, so let's go ahead and hear the, uh, the track called Cinnamon. I just kind of want to say before I forget the the references. Sometimes it happens. I'm listening to it thinking I'm like, oh, there's something I want to say about this, and then 
uh, I move on until I forget. Um, but there's like parts of the song, and especially in the bridge, that remind me of, uh, hear me out, Old Sixpence None the Richer. I'm listening. And uh, I will stretch that a little bit farther to say there are even parts of it that remind me of what would happen if Old Sixpence None the Richer was covering Apollo Abdul's song. I'm going to need you to go into some more detail here. <laughs> so I'm thinking specifically of the bridge, um, her vocals, and uh, the way that the track kind of gets this like atmosphere kind of eerie vibe to it uh, reminds me of like old Lee Nash and Matt Slocum doing what they do kind of before Kiss Me and There She Goes, like blew them up and uh, they become household name pop sensations. Uh, but then the end of the uh, the bridge, like back out into the chorus, has that boom, 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 sort of vibe to it. Okay, and it feels like that kind of '80s pop, like very bass and like synth drum driven sort of vibe to it. Uh, although I think these are real drums. Uh, not that it matters. I mean, you can make synth drums sound exactly like real drums these days. So. And who even knows? You can make real drums sound like synth drums too. You can. Like it's all it's fucking it's all studio wizardry. All all bets are off these days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that that's something that, that just kind of stood out to me. And I I did a lot of casual listening to this record throughout the week after I picked it. Um, you know, we had a, a day, I don't know, I think it must have been Monday where Ellen had a, a bunch of free time like off the phones uh for work. So I was able to put it on here in the, the speakers here in the office while we were working. Uh, I put you know played it while I was you know making dinner in the evenings. I've listened to it like probably three times through today, just sitting around. Uh, a lot of that just kind of letting it be just there in the background, and it's, I mean, it's really great for that. Yeah. Um, but spending more time with it today and like trying to find information about it, trying to find information about Haley and like why she wrote this record and whatnot, uh, it took me on a little bit of a journey with her uh, that I'm actually glad to have been on. Uh, this record, it's actually the product of, of her working through a lot of like personal tragedy and trauma uh, and specifically coming like almost directly out of like a, a time spent at like a therapy retreat, uh, having gone through like a really messy divorce after a long relationship with the fucking dude from Newfound Glory. Um, That's right. And yeah. And being in a band for years that we, you know, we talked about, it was this rotating cast of like dudes coming and going, sometimes amicably, sometimes, I guess, kind of more dramatically. And, you know, apparently she like secretly like quit the band for a brief period of time, uh, which is interesting to, to say that like she quit the band and the band still existed when, according to the record label, she was the band. I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of music industry stuff that... Uh, you know, we don't necessarily need to, need to get into, uh, but I like that after saying that she would never write a, a solo record, this time came where like she really needed some healing and some catharsis as she sat down and started writing these songs and intentionally trying to write from a totally different perspective. And yes, she brought, uh, some, some of the guys from the, the band in to help with production and with the instruments and stuff like that. So there's definitely some some familiar elements there that I think probably helped with her, but like this feels totally different than anything that I've heard come from from Paramore, uh, and there's there's definitely there's a growth to it, and there's 
like the the whole spectrum from from sadness and grief to just joy. And I love that this song really kind of calls attention to that. There's a quote from the that article that I reference. Uh, this says, along with the evident nature metaphors, one of the recurring themes is cinnamon, which refers to Haley, uh, Haley's cozy home and inner world, uh, a femininity of her own construction. And she calls attention to that in this song where she says, home is where I'm feminine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I like this idea because we have this very public persona of a like punk rock front woman uh, who's wild and crazy, headbanging, dancing, dragging people up on the stage to sing with her. And it's very like out there in your face. And this like quiet, reserved home life of trying to just be like, be me at home. And I, I, I like the way that she presents that in this song. Uh, I also love the adorable imagery of, you know, uh, on the walls of my home, there's signs that I'm alone. I keep on every light. I talk to my dog. He don't mind. <laughs> I can relate to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if I were home alone, I would spend a lot of time talking to my dog. I spend a lot of time talking to my dog even when I'm not home alone. So, Same. Hang in. But uh, I'm glad you mentioned having it on in the background because that is exclusively how I listen to this record. Uh, and that was partially a mistake because I think it was about 5 o'clock today, uh, 5 p.m. today, when I went, oh, shit, we're doing an episode tonight and I have to listen to a record I've never heard before. But I also had a lot it's of stuff right. I had happens. to get done, so I put it on and it was really good background music. Um, yes. For, like, I really enjoyed having it on while I was doing things around the house. Unfortunately, uh, if you couldn't tell by how quiet I've been this episode, that means I don't have a whole <laughs> lot to say about it because I didn't really get to sit down and just really listen to it and, and absorb it, um, which I'm, I'm hoping to do because I enjoyed what I've heard so far. Um, yeah. It's been, uh, it's been a fun one, but uh, yeah, not really... I, I think... I think you nailed it when you said it checks all the chill pop vibe boxes because it absolutely does. Yes. And it's one of those things that I would never seek out on my own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, now that I'm listening to it, I kind of dig it. And this might go on my, like, I need background music around the house and I don't want to listen to punk rock uh, playlist. Yeah. And it's just like, I, I love that because it, like some records are almost exclusively like you just have this on and it's, it's ambience mm-hmm. uh, and some, like you really want to like listen to, you want to be in at all times. At least I, I experienced that. I yeah. know everyone experiences music differently, but you know, that's, that's something that I experienced. Um, but this one works so well both ways. Like you can just kind of bop around to it or you can sit and really kind of think through like what it is she's talking about and like what, like you know, what that means to you. Um, and I, I just think that that's, that's really, really great, really powerful. It is. There was one track that I really wanted to include, not because I have a lot to say about it, but just because I, I think it's a, a good example of the, the range of this record and how I mentioned that some of it is like really quiet and intense, some of it's big, big pop, some of it's kind of R&B inspired. Uh, and going towards the, uh, the end, on, on what Spotify and Apple Music called Disc 3, uh, there's the track called Sugar on the Rim, which uh, has a, a bit of a, a Lady Gaga sort of vibe to it. And I just I think that that's, that's fun. I'm, I'm sure that there's 
Well, I, I guess I shouldn't say I'm sure that that's intentional. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was unintentional, but just just worked that way. Uh, and you know, it's it's fun. There's a there's a lot of her style kind of uh, spoken word uh, repetition and callback, and you know, it's got that that pop vibe. Um, definitely worth a listen. I, I again, don't, I don't have a lot of deep thoughts on it. I just it's one that I wanted to share. So I, I want to go out on sugar on the rim. Why don't we go off on Sugar on the Rim off of Pedals for Armor by Haley Williams. And when we come back, we'll talk about a few more songs off the record. So stay tuned. Sugar on the Rim. 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 Sweeter if you walk away. Mm-hmm. Sweeter if you 
jokes about everything every monday wednesday and friday we're going to bring up a brand new topic something that's hot on the internet because because i live on the internet and we're going to take those silly things and we're going to joke about them and we're going to you know talk a little bit about the history of them and talk about why the internet is such a terrible but wonderful place so please join me every monday wednesday and friday for this brand new night shift radio original for more information go to nightshiftradio.com and of course subscribe wherever you get podcasts Hi, I'm Sarah Sweeney, host of the new podcast, Latchkey Kids. Right now, we're all at home left to our own devices without any adult supervision. Each weekish, I'll talk to my fellow Latchkey Kids about what they're up to, how they're wasting time, and, because I can, make them perform a dramatic reading of a TV show theme song. So join me wherever you get your podcasts. Mindless monsters, once thought human, fill the streets. A corrupt government threatens the lives of the people it's meant to serve. This sounds a little too familiar. Is this real life? Or a video game you can play for fun? Shift Talk Q, Night Shift Radio's newest original production, is your LGBTQ centered source for creative and thoughtful discussions and news at the intersection of gaming, diversity, and community. You can expect unboxings, game reviews, let's plays, community nights, celebrations of what video games are doing right, critical conversations about where the gaming industry needs to do better, and so much more. Be the first to know when new episodes drop by following us on Twitter and Instagram at NSR Shift Alt Q. And on Twitch at Shift Alt Q to join the community. For more information about Shift Alt Q, visit nightshiftradio.com. Thank you. 
only got one side of me Here's something new I, I'm alive in spite of me And I'm on the moon So come and look inside of me Watch me while I bloom Wanna look inside of me And just watch me bloom to left of the dial i am still kitsy caleb is still unpredictable Wah! whoa you didn't know i was gonna do that i actually didn't <laughs> and we're still talking about pedals for armor by Haley williams caleb what did we hear coming back from the break we heard the track watch me while i bloom which uh chronologically in in track order on the record uh immediately follows the one that we went to the break on so uh I don't, I don't think we do that very often, and uh, I liked that. Well, At least not when we're, we're jumping around the record. We do it when we do the tracks in order. Yeah, obviously. That all the time. Well, I'm, I'm glad that since these tracks are back-to-back, we went ahead and shoved a bunch of ads right in between them. So just to really, <laughs> just to really get that full album experience, you know? You really, yeah, you want to get the, the, the true experience. Well, I mean, if you listen to it on a uh, streaming service that you didn't pay money for, uh, it, that might be the exact same that's, experience that you would That's have true. Got. You might have, they, they're probably better ads than the ones we have, but that's okay. Um, now, uh, as we mentioned, the, the record that we're discussing is called Petals for Armor. And that, uh, that title actually comes directly from the first track that we discussed, uh, mm-hmm. Simmer. Um, but uh, as we mentioned earlier, there's a lot of these kind of nature references that the kind of pervade the the record and this watch me while I bloom, you know, this imagery of of a flower blooming, of being unable to grow where you currently are, so uprooting and moving. Uh, that's, I think, very fitting. Um, one of the, the, the things that I learned in my research is that Haley is yet another one of these people whose uh, backstory I can very much relate to in... Uh, that she also grew up uh, very much in uh, a Christian influenced home. Uh, her in in the South, like kind of near Nashville, or actually uh, no, uh, strike that. I think Mississippi, Ooh. even. I think she's currently outside of Nashville, but I think grew up in Mississippi. So you know, deep South uh, Christian home. Um, but then you know, as a teenager, you know, kind of found. I guess isn't really the the right word, but like found music, found her people. Uh, got into music, got into the scene, and kind of was able to uh, discover more of, of who she was through that. Uh, and I bring that up specifically because uh, she mentions bonding with uh, Julian Baker uh, over that uh, shared kind of cultural heritage. Uh, and this song, Wash Me While I Bloom, features background vocals from uh, Julian Baker, Phoebe oh, Bridgers, nice. and Lucy uh, Dacus. Dacus? who I guess uh, collectively are uh, boy genius. That is correct. So uh, just kind of a, a, a fun fact about that. You know, as you get into, uh, you know, I mean, really anything, you, know, you, can, you can apply this to professional uh, careers. You can apply it to being an athlete. You can apply it to uh, being an artist of any sort. Uh, you know, a tradesperson, 
when you like get into something uh, at this level, uh, you start to meet people that you, know, you have you know, shared experience with, that you bond with, uh, and it's really neat to be able to bring them in and collaborate in in projects like this. So I, I thought that, that was fun, and that's that's a big part of why I wanted to uh, feature this song. It's just that that idea of <clears throat> uh, having her, you know, Haley having found found her people. Uh, and found a place that she belongs and how important that is, especially uh, when she talks about like coming from a, a long line of, you know, strong, uh, you know, independent woman, but who had been uh, subject to like almost, uh, basically an almost unlump, unbroken line of abuse Oof. right up the, through Haley herself with this, you know, terrible marriage that she's in and how like, you know, she's, she's finding herself in that healing process and, you know, took the time to be alone, but also like finding ways to surround yourself with with friends, uh, and like how important that can be to you know to your own health and even you know to others. Like as they're helping you heal, you don't know what they're going through. That's a very good point. That there's uh, let me see if I can find it. There's there's just some really uh, really interesting imagery on here where she says you. Um, you want to look inside of me? Just watch me bloom. Uh, so, you know, if you want to see the inside of me, if you want to see more of me, wait until I open up. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And then she says, you know, you, you only got one side of me, so here's something new. Uh, and, you know, goes on to say, I'm alive in spite of me, uh, which I think is um, an easy to overlook, but incredibly powerful line. Absolutely. Yeah. So I just, there's there's a lot of that. And again, it's, it's and I, I don't think I can say enough about how like easy of a casual listen this is, but if you really dig in, like you'll you'll find you learn a lot. Um, but musically, this song stands out to me so much because it's just a fucking bass groove. It really is, <laughs> and the tone of that bass is so good too. It's so so good. Um, so I I forgot to mention in the in the first half, but I did find music videos for all six of these tracks that we're discussing today. Uh, that's one of my favorite things to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few of them are actually like fully produced uh, videos. Uh, and a few of them are like lyric videos, but you get to see like behind the scenes studio footage or just kind of like day in the life sort of footage. And I, I thought that that was kind of neat too. Cause you get to see like the timestamps of like when different vocal sessions were happening and see like uh, <laughs> what it looks like when you're, when you're layering things and what it looks like uh, when you know, you see the, the spark in someone's eyes when they come up with a line mm-hmm. uh, as they're being recorded. And it's, I think that that's always a, a really fun look in, behind the scenes uh, with music. And especially having been there, it's fun seeing that process happen for other artists. But whereas like Simmer and Cinnamon uh, feature this imagery of, um, you know, running from, is you know like a rage monster and having to fight it only to find out that the monster was you all along, <laughs> or like being uh, chased and harassed and tormented by these kind of I mean they're basically like horror films it's like it's crazy uh, by these kind of like ghost like creatures in your home uh, only to like realize that like the, there's like not something there to be afraid of is something to you know embrace and to dance and find joy in in solitude and like. I don't like. I'm, I'm. I guess I'm trying to interpret the the imagery of it, and you know, maybe it was just fun, but it, it feels like those are very appropriate. Um, but with this one, 
you get a lot of shots of this dude playing the bass, and it's just so much fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll include links to, to all the videos that I found, but uh, they weren't they weren't too hard to find. I, I looked at one, and like the next up for each one was well, was another song that I wanted to talk about. Well, this is perfect. Nice. Uh, <laughs> it's actually uh, a big part of how I picked the songs that I wanted to talk about. Was kind of they were the order that they came up in the like no. next up. Uh, and they also happened to all be songs that stood out to me, but I was having trouble deciding which songs I wanted to talk about kind of because they all felt equally important. That's reasonable. Yeah. Um, oh, I've got something for this. Damn it. I was going to make a beating a dead horse joke, but uh, I, I lost it. Um, but that said, I want to talk about dead horse next. All right. It took me... Three days to send you this, but uh, sorry, I was in a depression.
relate so hard to the intro of this song. Huh. Yeah, I I can imagine so. Um, <clears throat> the intro you're referring to is a, a spoken word uh, piece that uh, sounds like uh, maybe it was she was supposed to share like a, a demo or like a, a rough track or something like that and just didn't get around to it and apologizing, saying, you know, sorry, it took me three days to send this, but I was in a depression. I'm trying to come out of it now. <clears throat> and uh, I think uh, my dead horse moment for this episode is talking again about uh, the maturity of the, the writing here and like how much it takes to put this kind of stuff out there into the world. There's line in here that stuck out to me on this listen through. Um, I think it was, I, I got what I deserved. I was the other woman first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. W- what do you know about that? Again, this, this song is, is very much uh, about the, like, the leading up to and the fallout of uh, her divorce. Um, and in the, the article that I referenced earlier, uh, it talks about how like, she won't listen to or can't listen to like, Beyonce's Formation and a few other uh, songs specifically that uh, deal with... Um, infidelity mm. uh from having lived through uh, from what i can tell from this track kind of both sides of that mm-hmm. um and this is just kind of coming to terms with like you know yes this this was bad this was toxic i also played my part uh and I, again another thing that's it, it takes a lot of courage to, to put out there in the world um another thing that i really appreciate was learning today that uh, apparently she'll no longer play uh, the track uh, Misery Business Live when they do Paramore shows um, because it's basically all about this, like, you know, woman-on-woman hate uh, and, mm-hmm. like, competitiveness. And she's like, I just, I can't get behind that anymore. I, I don't, I've grown past this. I don't feel this anymore. And I think that a little bit of that comes out in in that line. Well, that's, that's awesome. Good for her. Yeah. it's... <clears throat> It's a it's it's interesting to to say like you know we won't play arguably one of our like biggest hits because I just like I'm not in that place anymore like I can't feel this I I can't put this song out into the world anymore because this isn't me uh, and yeah you're you know you're gonna let down some fans but gotta respect who, that though yeah exactly people who really understand or people who really try to understand are gonna gonna respect that this song is a total pop like bouncy jam. Uh, another like bass groove, like the the bass playing on this record is fantastic. So if you're someone who can appreciate that, I I think you'll enjoy um, a little bit of kind of like a, a Latin flair on the drumming, like very yeah. like very much like that, and even some of this like the really just subtle touches here and there, where like there there are instruments that don't play through the entire song, just they have their their one little segment, like a little bit of synth. A little like you know here and there, uh, and I think that it's really great because it lets this whole record really lets the vocals shine. It really lets yeah. Haley shine, and everything else is there just to support her. I mean, you know, it'd be weird that, if it wasn't like that. It would be weird, but you know, it's, a lot of times it's like that, mm-hmm. and you don't think it's like that, but sometimes it it do. Yeah, <laughs> 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 you know, we talked about uh, how "Watch Me While I Bloom" is like a total bass group, like basically like the. If you like didn't have the vocals in this, the bass would be front and center. It would be all about that bass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no trouble, <laughs> no trouble. Um, but 
even that incredible baseline takes a step back and lets the focus be on her. And I think that that's it's it's really well done because it's it's easy and fairly common, especially in a lot of modern music production, to just like crank everything up and be like, "This is just gonna fucking yeah, it's gonna slay. Everything's gonna be awesome." Like, listen to this tone! Uh, and a lot harder to take a step back and say, like, what can we do with subtlety? You know, that's that's a good point. I was trying to pinpoint what was different about this production that, that I, I just couldn't quite put my finger on. And I think you just did there. I think that, you know, most modern music production is they want to, everything to be as loud as possible, Right. And so you put a limiter on the master bus, and so you're, you just want to be pushing into that limiter so that you're just every moment of the song is at 100%. And this record doesn't feel like that. This record has some space and some breathing room and, mm-hmm. uh, and some more dynamics to it. And it's, it's interesting that it took me this long to figure out that's what sounded different about it because it's, it's, that's how records used to be made. Yeah, back in the day before the loudness wars and then the loudness wars happened and now everyone wants their record to be the loudest thing it could possibly be and it just it, it crushes the dynamics of the record and so I, I think it's cool that in 2020 uh, yeah. Haley Williams releases a pop record that's not like that I think that's super yeah, cool and this is at least in part if not like start to finish produced by um yeah, Taylor York. Here we go. Uh, so I guess he didn't do every track, but like did did have his hands on a, a lot of the, the tracks on this record. He's a you know a member of Paramore off and on. Okay. Uh, or may, maybe he was the only other one that's been there along. I I can't keep track. I don't try to keep track. Who knows? Um, but it was also like his first real foray into producing a record. Like he'd done some like assistance and like done some like stuff here and there, but it was his first like really like this is a record that I'm going to like helm. Uh, and so um, I don't know how much of that was decisions that he made, how much was decisions that Haley made, how much was driven by like other people, but like kudos to, to like everyone who was involved with making, like building the dynamics of this record. Cause it makes a difference. Absolutely. So there's one more track that I want to talk about conveniently as we approach the end of the episode. But uh, before I do, uh, is there anything else that we should, uh, we should maybe address maybe any, any podcast business. Podcast business. Podcast business. The podcast business. Uh, <laughs> well, as I'm sure you are almost certainly aware by now, Caleb, we are part of the Night Shift Radio Podcast Network. Uh, I just learned that. You just learned that just now. <laughs> that's that's wild. Uh, I sh- I probably should have told you sooner. Here. Yeah. I, I mean, I wish you had, but like you know, it's a, you've been busy. It's fine. I have. I have. Uh, but yeah, if you, if you like what we're doing, uh, go to nightshiftradio.com and check out some of the other shows on our network. Uh, some of them featuring Caleb and I, some of them featuring people who aren't Caleb or I, uh, and they're, they're, most of them are good. Most of the shows are good. (laughs) Most most of them are at least listenable. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm goofing. Of course, they're all very good. We're very proud of all the shows that we, we have on our network. Yeah, I mean, as you may have noticed the last few weeks during the ad break, we just launched three brand new shows uh, with a, a good variety of, of content and formats. So uh, we're really trying to uh, expand not just our horizons here on Left of the Dial this year, but our horizons as a network 
uh, to bring you more interesting and, and more diverse content. So, uh, you know, keep your ears open because we're going to keep doing that. We yeah. hope. I mean, well, no one's told us to stop yet. No, no one's told us to stop yet. Uh, but Caleb, if someone did want to tell you to stop, where might they find you online? People often tell me to stop if they navigate over to my Twitter uh, account, <laughs> which would be at Caleb Micah, uh, where I'm often found ranting about things. Uh, but where I'm rarely told to stop is where I'm usually uh, posting photos of my dog on Instagram, uh, also conveniently at Caleb Micah. Uh, but Kitsy, how about you? Where can they find you? Uh, well, if you want to tell me to stop, you can go to uh, Twitter or Instagram at Hey Kitsy. Hey Kitsy, don't stop. Hey Caleb, believe in. <laughs> See what I did there? I do. I do. Yeah. Uh, you, of course, can find us uh, as a podcast over on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Left of the Dial PC. The PC, I forget what it stands for this week. Well, it's not personal computer. Peanut butter cookies. Peanut butter cookies, not personal <laughs> computer. That's correct. The PC stands for peanut butter cookies. Oh, and I want peanut butter cookies. Right. Where can I get peanut butter cookies? At, do you have an insomnia near you? I don't think I do. Hmm. Not close enough to have them deliver. I'd have to go to them. I don't, I don't think I want peanut butter cookies that bad. But speaking of peanut butter cookies, you can also find us at leftofthedial.fm, <laughs> where you can read the show notes for this episode, get links to everything we've talked about, and find all of our past episodes as well. And hey, <laughs> hopefully our future episodes, if uh, the world doesn't end before uh, next week. So I mean, we'll find out. We'll find out. Uh, tune in yeah. next week to find out. We're recording this in the past, so for you, when you're listening to this, uh, you know, you've got better insight. Let us know. Yeah. How, how's it going? <laughs> What is the world like on Friday? Yeah, because it's Sunday for us, so a lot of things... If there's anything we've learned in the last uh, last couple of months is a lot of things can happen in a week. So yes. uh, who knows what the world's like by the time this comes out. But hopefully, it's, hopefully this time it's a little better. Hopefully. And, uh, you know, as, uh, as many of us were thinking towards the end of last year... As many people may be thinking at this point in the podcast, hopefully you're not thinking when you're listening to this record, you might say, is it over yet? And it is. <laughs> Goodbye. No. Uh, <laughs> so when I, uh, when I picked this song, I picked this uh, record and realized that it was in this like three disc format, uh, I had this idea that I wanted to like select songs, uh, two songs specifically from each disc, so to speak. Okay. Um, now we we know that what actually happened was I kind of did a just click 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 through on YouTube finding videos. Well, it worked out that I actually did manage to perfectly select two tracks from each disc, and uh, so what we're going to end with is the track called "Over Yet," and this was a, it was a standout track for me, and it's it's one of my favorites on the record. But I couldn't quite put my finger on why until I found a quote from Haley on. Uh, it's via her Instagram, but I found it on Genius.com, uh, where she says... Your favorite website. Yeah, my favorite website ever. Uh, second only to Sad Geezer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she says it. She references a couple of people that she co-wrote it with. She said, we wrote this on a three-day writing escapade last summer. This one surprised us. Went from an industrial slash punk beat to Janet Chorus real fast. Uh, referring to Janet Jackson. Oh, okay. Uh, and that that exactly nails... Uh, what it is that I loved about this song because it does have this kind of like punk, like quick beat and like distorted bass driven uh, verse 
that just explodes into this 80s pop chorus with these like uh, like musical sparkles. And <laughs> it's just it's so catchy and so good and um it's it, you know it's exactly what I want to the impression that I want to leave you with of this record as we close this episode. Awesome. I love it. And it's the right time to come alive, baby, if you want to try. <laughs> okay. That's it. I'm done. All right. Goodbye. Podcast over. <laughs> Podcast over. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're going to go ahead and close out on over yet off of the album Pedals for Armor by Haley Williams, which came out last year. Uh, it's a good one to check out. So do that, please. And uh, yeah, we're going to, we're going to call it a, a, a podcast. So this has been left of the dial. I have been Kitsy. Caleb has been Koi. Thank you so much for listening and we'll be back next week. If there's reason-